Hi, I'm Jennifer Mulchandani. And I'm Heather Michaelgard. Welcome to The M Word, where we have uncensored conversations on all things marketing. Due to COVID, we are not recording in the studio and apologize for any poor audio or technical glitches. As soon as it is safe, we will have our guests with us in the studio. Until then, stay healthy and wear a mask. Hello, and welcome to The M Word. My name is Jennifer Mulchandani. And I'm Heather Michaelgard. And we're from Arlington Strategy in Arlington, Virginia. Today's guest is Rhoda Wheeler from Agents in Style. Rhoda is an image consultant and stylist who has been helping people define and refine their style and personal presentation for more than 15 years. She is a frequent speaker on subjects of etiquette, public speaking, and style trends. Rhoda owns a clothing boutique in Arlington, Virginia, which offers new and consigned designer and luxury clothing and accessories. Welcome to the M Word, Rhoda. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And I must say, I love the name of the podcast, the M Word. It's it's really intriguing and fun. <laughs> Wonderful. Sometimes we do, we do drop an M Word or two right here. <laughs> Well, I think it'd be really great if you just set the stage for our listeners uh, and tell us a little bit about your business and and what your role is um, individually in terms of marketing in your business. Great. Well, as you said, um, I have a boutique and I started that um, almost two years ago now um, because I was um, helping women, uh, mostly women, some men, but uh, with wardrobe and personal presentation and I, um, and part of that was cleaning out closets and helping people pare down their wardrobe or beef it up. And I realized consignment is such a great initiative because it helps women access high-end luxury clothing that frequently is barely worn or not worn at all at much more affordable prices than they might be able to afford, especially for younger women starting out. So uh, it just seemed like it was the right place at the right time. Um, so after doing you know lots of styling and individual consulting, I thought, well, what if I also had a brick and mortar shop where women could come and access and I could help them you know, here in the boutique and um, maybe access some of the items that I'm always telling them we can go and seek out and find. Uh, marketing, I am the chief marketer. I am the owner of the boutique. I do have um, a couple of part-time staffers who are um, mostly young. And so they sometimes help me with certain aspects of marketing like TikTok and Reels. But um, I'm basically the, the in charge of the marketing campaigns and effort. Well, I've seen you on Instagram many times, so I will say you're doing a fabulous job. But Rhoda, we spoke before the show and you said that you love marketing. So what about marketing is it that you love? (laughs) Well, you know, I love getting the word out about what we do here. And so I feel like it's, you know, no matter what I've done in my life, it's helping people. And so I enjoy talking about the boutique and the effort that I have here and the styling services and really just making mostly women feel really good. I mean, everyone is beautiful. Everyone has strengths and weaknesses. And so I just enjoy getting the word out about that. And I also enjoy a challenge. I'm sort of a lifelong learner. So having to constantly, (laughs) just as I mentioned reels, I mean, I feel like there's every time, you know, Instagram, Facebook, 
LinkedIn, um, even Twitter. There's just always something, you know, now this is the new thing and you must do this. So um, I enjoy the challenge and trying to learn something new. And I'm sure I'm not hitting all the points, but I do enjoy the challenge of, all right, this is not just, oh, I've been doing this for years. I know how to do it every day. It seems like there's something new to learn and to implement. And looking at when you do have your marketing hat on, um, if you could do something all day, every day, what would it be? Is it the video? Is it writing? Is it? Uh... Oh, I do love to write. Um, I um, taught writing. I taught high school English for a while and I do love to write and I've contributed to a few books. Um, so I do love that. But I have to say doing the videos, I just started those um, last year around this time. I really have enjoyed it, although um, I'm alone. Um, it's I feel like I'm interacting with um, more than just the one or two people who can fit into my boutique. So I have enjoyed the videos, but I would say if I had to choose, my number one love is writing, um, followed up closely by, um, I don't love seeing myself on camera, but I love talking. So it's sort of a, you know, the push me, pull you uh, sort of a, I love doing the video, but I don't like to watch it afterwards necessarily. That's so common. I think um, I, I think a lot of us have an appreciation for the uh, the fact that folks who work in front of a camera all the time it's it's its own it's its own skill and profession. So it sounds like you're you're so open to uh, variety of marketing tactics and exploring the unknown for yourself. But are there is there anything you know in the in the world of marketing that you've been afraid to try or um, a little intimidated to uh, explore? Well, I don't know what how much you um, interact with this in your company, but there's a, a piece of selling now that is not just live video, but it's actually sort of live selling where you're interacting with people real time and they're sort of bidding on the items as you uh, present them. And I, I haven't done that. It sort of terrifies me because I, um, I sort of pride myself on the boutique being a place where women can come and be calm and be pampered and um, to, you know, sort of enjoy the process and feel like they're getting that one-on-one -on -one attention. And the um, the live selling feels almost to me like that uh, the bridal shop in Boston, I, I, Priscilla's of Boston maybe, where they open the doors and the women go screaming <laughs> and pulling the, I just, I'm not, I'm sure that's not actually what occurs, but I feel like that I, I'm not sure that I could remain calm and paste on that. But I do know that it is a great marketing tool, even if you're not selling immediately to people. Clients do watch later and they do find it interesting. And even if they're not purchasing, people are drawn to the message of, we have this and if you don't buy it right now, you might not get it. That sort of, you know, um, urge, sense of urgency that is a great part of marketing. So that terrifies me and I haven't crossed that bridge yet. I agree though, that I, that it does sound a little off brand for you. And, and I've been in, I've gone to some of those and they're so stressful, you know, <laughs> like, it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I have to do this right now. And then it's gone. Right. Um, and I don't know how you would do it as with one person either. Um, so just the thought of going into your shop and having this amazing calming experience. I mean, that's more appealing, truly. Well, thank you, Heather and Jennifer. I now feel completely exonerated and I don't have to. <laughs> 
<laughs> take that next step. Uh, I think you're right. I think that's probably why I resisted it uh, because I am in some support groups, you know, chat groups and other boutique owners groups and, you know, people really highly encourage it for certain uh, people. And I just don't think I'm one of those. So I thank you both for making me feel better. I think you're right. It is off brand. <laughs> I need to remember my mission and my message and that's really not it. Uh, you know, buy now or you lose out. <laughs> Well, it's right. It's, you know, marketing is about creating authentic messaging and it's about being consistent in uh, your, how you approach your, your target clientele. And it sounds like you've got a pretty good handle on who you are speaking to. And I think though, that this uh, feeling that business businesses have that I've got to do it all. I've got to, I got to be doing all of the marketing because otherwise I'm leaving some opportunity on the table it's a pressure, but I, you know, I'm, I'm glad you said you feel relieved because to be authentic means you can't do everything. Cause that, that's like, how is that possibly representative of any one business? So I think, um, kudos to you for knowing, knowing thyself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you helped me. Thank you both. I appreciate that. So Rhoda, um, we talked about this briefly before, and I know it's kind of been a, a um, worn out topic, if you will, but I do think it's important for others to hear how did you get through the last 12 months? And I'm sure you had to pivot a little with your marketing and just your whole process. So talk to us about what you did through COVID. Yes, thank you. I think it is important um, for people to hear because uh, every time I hear someone speak to the topic, I think, oh, I didn't try that. I could still do that. Uh, so I immediately, I guess it was about a year ago this week, um, realized I had opened the boutique and thought, I'll do the shoppable platform uh, when I get time. <laughs> and I realized, okay, no one's going to come in. Of course, we thought it was going to be a few weeks, right? But I, so I immediately got into um, taking my website from just an informational website with forms and photos to a shoppable platform. And that was uh, much of a learning curve, um, partially because of the challenge of what I sell. I don't have 25 of something. I have, you know, one item. So I have to enter every single item into inventory. And um, I do love to write copy, but it, it does get tiresome to write descriptions for so many items. But that, so I had to do that. And that was um, really an incredibly wonderful process in the sense that the minute that I let my clients and consigners know they started shopping from the from the website. Um, so that <clears throat> was a huge um, learning curve, but also just a really great experience because it got me to do something that I, in the back of my mind, thought, oh, I'll do that. But it pushed me to take that next step. And also just rethink, I have um, a space that at, when I opened, I could have book clubs and women's groups and we could move in and outside when it was good weather, but we could be sort of, you know, close knit. And so I had to rethink, how am I going to do that um, sort of interaction? So I started doing weekly Facebook lives where I talk about uh, what's new in the boutique, but I also give styling tips and answer questions that people have sent me during the previous week. And so that has maintained that relationship. Uh, and not everyone watches live, but if they do, they get a hundred a chance to enter for a hundred dollar gift certificate. So there's incentive there. But I have lots of people that lots of folks that watch afterwards. So I still have a maintained a connection with those who are on Facebook um, to sort of feel like they're in the boutique and and just whether they're buying or not, they kind of feel like they're still in, involved and in, in having that personal attention. 
um, I guess another thing that I had to do pretty quickly was realize that what I'm offering is not what people need anymore. Uh, there's no more special events. There's no more, you know, going to work. So I sort of had to look to my consigners and um, since I do have some new items, look to wholesale items that are more casual um, tops and, and scarves and things that are, you know, great for Zoom, <laughs> great for Zooming, but they could still wear their casual clothes. Um, so it just made me sort of rethink my offerings. And even though I am consignment and I have some limited ability to control that, I have I do have a good relationship with most of my consigners. I can say, you know what, we're going to hold off on the uh, full-length ball gowns for the inauguration, and we're going to go to, do you have any great sweatpants? <laughs> right. So. That's such a good point. I didn't really think about that. I mean, people aren't going out like they used to. Um, so to, to know the audience and be able to pivot is great. Rhoda, did you see anything over the last 12 months that was maybe a little cringeworthy from other retailers or people around you that were trying to market um, that you just were totally turned off by? Yes. <laughs> That's a good question, Heather. I'm glad you asked it. Um, I do too. I do a few talks with groups about um, Zoom presentations. So I think two things struck me being on a lot of Zoom calls myself was that I think some people forgot that we're it's a substitute for sitting face to face with someone. So you're still needing to look them in the eye and have some uh, connection and she probably shouldn't be, you know, shaking your drink cup or getting up and walking around or, you know, the typical thing you probably wouldn't do if you were actually at the boardroom table or, you know, in the boutique talking to someone. And so I did see a lot of that. And so when, when a few different groups asked me to talk about it, I sort of jumped at the chance, um, trying to frame it in a very supportive, kind way. <laughs> um, and also there's a lot of live on Instagram and Facebook. And one thing that really bothers me is when someone goes live and then they sit there and they say, we're just going to wait a minute till more people come on. And then they might even leave the, you know, the camera frame or they're doing other things. And I'm thinking, this is like having a meeting. And everyone, the people who show up on time now have to just sit there and wait for possibly, possibly maybe someone else who shows up late. And I personally like, don't like that. I didn't like it in, you know, the real world when I would sit at a meeting and we're, we're waiting for the, you know, a few more people. But that just, you know, you're sitting there, you're watching a, a live event and the person is not engaging with you. And it, I find it, yes, very cringeworthy is a good phrase that you all have asked, uh, phrased it that way. <laughs> Well, it's like, it's to your point of etiquette. It's like marketing is your, is how you communicate to your target audience. And if you're going to be disrespectful to those who, who are there, what is that? How does that help your brand? And how is that positioning you as connecting with the people who are showing up? It's, it's, um, I think it's a good point that, you know, when we talk about authenticity and marketing about our messaging being true and accurate, this is just another example that um, if that's if that's the authentic business showing up, you know, that's going to send a signal to somebody that perhaps that's not uh, it's not the same level of respect that that some consumers are going to demand. Um, I mean, so pivoting a little bit, um, but related, how um, how have you used your business to support or engage with the community in a cause marketing or a partnership? Um, support type of way? Well, two, I, I try to reach out to the community as much as I can, but two efforts that I'm particularly 
proud of. One is there's an organization called Saving Promise that is dedicated to the mission of preventing and educating people about domestic partner abuse. Um, and I know some of the board members, but when they approached me and gave me some of the information about the statistics, how much it affects children, for example, and it is women and men who are the recipients of the domestic abuse, it's, it's pretty staggering. So um, their color is purple, this organization Saving Promise. And so um, for several months, I had, you know, a discount on anything that was purple and then any purple hued and any um, purchase of anything purple um, we gave a donation, and and I just asked also all of my clients and people in the community if they would donate to this organization and just try to spread the word. It's a fairly new organization. It's pretty small, bare bones sort of budget. So, and I just thought it was such a great effort that I've sort of continued it. So I ask, you know, anyone who comes in or if they make a purchase online, if they want to, you know, contribute or, um, you know, just if they would like more information about it, especially during this time of the pandemic, you know, I, I'm sure you all know that the domestic abuse cases have skyrocketed because there are families that are trapped at home and it's sort of a, sort of a, you know, um, not a good environment for uh, those who might need to um, re release and get out of the house or out of their space. Um, and it's just, a, it's a much more tense time. So um, people who maybe weren't driven to that sort of behavior before have sort of been pushed over the edge. So I really have enjoyed that, although it's a very sort of not um, wonderful uh, cause in the sense of the fact that it exists. It's been a really great partnership. Uh, and also we have um, a local author in the community and she um, her book came out, and so all of her book talks were canceled. We had actually scheduled her to come and speak to our group, and I had several different book clubs that were going to come. So I did as much as I could to promote her book and talk about her writing. And that sort of snowballed into me joining a group that she was a part of, of authors, and sort of just trying to put the word out when I could about, um, you know, mostly, I guess, mostly female authors, but small books, small, um, maybe new authors that are just writing about variety of topics, fiction, nonfiction, history. Um, so that's been fun. And it's made me feel like I have a connection to a broader community. And also, I think that our client base has enjoyed that sort of, um, you know, we're marketing, I think you would both agree. But in the same sense, we're just, you know, participating in the community. And um, perhaps we might be front of mind if they're thinking, you know, where should I go shopping? <laughs> that great shop that supports, you know, community and, and efforts that I support. Right. Which is sort of, you know, and I'm, I'm curious what you would say to other business owners um, or businesses in general who maybe say, I, I can't afford to fill in the blank. And, you know, how, how has this idea of partnership and, and using a cause that you can personally, you know, really you care deeply about, how does that, how does that translate to helping your business? Well, I think as you all know much better than I, I mean, there are certain things that you must spend money on for marketing. And then there are other things that you can do um, at little to no cost. And so the effort with Saving Promise didn't cost me anything to talk with them and to have that promotion because um, the truth is that in my business, clothing and accessories, things eventually get marked down. Um, so, you know, there's even though consignment is a much smaller profit margin, I can pick and choose the things that I would be marking down anyway. So I'm not losing money, but also um, I'm talking to people 
already on various social media platforms and sending out newsletters. And so it, it's cost nothing to send out that extra word. Um, and so I think that's, I mean, it's sort of like you can't afford not to do something like that. And sure, maybe I, you know, gave them several hundred dollars that I probably would have had in my pocket instead, but it's such a better feeling. And I, I, there's no real way to measure how many clients may have, as I said before, thought, oh, right, you know, Agents and Style just did that great effort. I'm going to go there instead of the other boutiques in the area. So I think, you know, sometimes you can measure and track where people are coming from, but you don't always know, right? You don't always know exactly what they're thinking. And they might not remember where what made them come to you that day. So I think you don't have to really spend any money um, to have build relationships and do small promos. Uh, they brought me brochures and, you know, giveaways that I gave away to people who were in the boutique. So I, I think it's a win-win. And I think starting small, I, I chose a very small organization that many people hadn't heard of. So it was so more, more intriguing in many ways as if I had ch chosen something like, you know, the uh, American Cancer Foundation or something that people have heard of. So I think it's nice if you can find something that's local or that's small or that's meaningful. And it also connects, obviously, domestic abuse connects to women because there are is a larger proportion. So I think it was sort of a, a good marriage in that sense of my client base, understanding, being slightly familiar with the topic, but obviously it affecting children and men too. I mean, we're all human beings and we all have to interact with each other. So there is that larger picture, but I think it was a good marriage of this is the profile of my customer who would probably connect with this more than perhaps something different. I love that. I love that you said you can't afford not to. Um, and it, it really doesn't cost anything to to build these relationships and, and to use your platform as a voice for others. Um, I think that's great, Rhoda. Uh, you're pretty savvy in marketing and in video. Who do you look up to or do you, you know, what books do you read? What podcasts do you listen to? Is there anyone that stands out that, that you kind of follow and, and learn from? Well, I do... Um listen to a lot of podcasts. The Boutique Hub is actually focused on retail boutiques, but I find it a very incredible, incredibly valuable resource of boutique owners. And the woman who um, is the head of that and all of her team do videos and, you know, they're on Instagram. And so I, I really find those inspiring. They're very short, brief, as, you know, most Instagram um, posts are. Um, and I love Sarah Blakely's. I mean, she does a lot on LinkedIn. Uh, she's the founder of Spanx. And so her story is incredibly inspiring uh, that she just decided to make this product that no one had really even invented. I mean, she truly invented, you know, the shapewear, um, comfortable shapewear uh, industry and did it all sort of on a shoestring. But she's continued to interact and she you know, encourages small business owners. She, uh, when the pandemic hit, she did this, uh, I think it's Red Backpack Fund, where she was giving business owners um, who have employees <clears throat> money, um, I think at least $5,000 to try to make it through. Well, I wasn't eligible that because I don't really have any full-time employees. I just thought it was a great effort. So I really love that um, effort. And I just, I really love being involved locally with the chamber and the the bid that I'm a member of. Uh, and so anytime they are sharing, the, the Chamber of Commerce in Arlington really does a great job of having great speakers and events. And they have a women's group now that um, I think is just a great way to connect. 
I do also listen to non-business podcasts from time to time. Um, and some of those are just silly, but, um, you know, we all need to laugh. So I think, um, I don't listen to any marketing per se specific, um, podcasts. So if you have recommendations, I'd love to know about them. I mean, obviously I follow you all and all of your information I find incredibly valuable. Um, and I'd love to be able to be in a position where I can utilize your services even more. Um, so I think that locally is a really good way to go. Um, and I just, I feel like, um, I was asked once on a different podcast, if I was an angel amongst humanity or a human amongst angels. And I always feel like I'm a human amongst angels. I feel like the two of you are angels here, you know, coming in with your podcast and with your services and helping people. And I always just, I do, I feel like I'm the human amongst the angels and people are always helping me and coming in and, um, at the right time. And it all just seems to work. That's so incredibly sweet for you to say. I mean, I feel I feel the same as you, though. I feel like this community in building our own business, it's, you know, it's, it's a, when you build, this community has so much to offer and there's so much support and there, you know, it's the, the, you know, rising tide lifts all boats here. And I think we're, we're very lucky where we live in our economy here um, that I, I, I too have felt that from others. So I, I really appreciate you, you sharing that. Um, you know, just as we as we um, are coming close to the end of this conversation, I like to ask, you know, if you could go back and talk to yourself when you're, you know, getting ready to open your doors on your business, um, what what marketing marketing advice would you give yourself then that you had to learn along the way? Well, it happened very quickly, as I mentioned earlier, and I would say. I should have gotten the word out about the opening and what I, my mission was and what I was doing wider and more, more vociferously <laughs> than I ever imagined. Um, because, you know, people don't know there, there's so many opportunities to buy clothing, for example, and there, are, you know, online shopping is not something that's new. Uh, so, and there are plenty of boutiques in the area that are fabulous and incredible. So I think I would have said, get the word out, much more broadly than you ever imagined, uh, and do that now. <laughs> uh, and I probably should, would have taken the, the website. I probably should have done that while my shop was under construction, getting ready instead of me hanging over the handyman painting the striped wall behind me. I probably should have been trying to figure out how to, um, make my website uh, more interactive and maybe even shoppable at that point. Uh, and I probably should have reached out to more marketing experts like yourselves. Probably should have called Arlington Strategy. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, anything that's, um, hindsight's twenty twenty, but, you know, anything that I could have done to just do more marketing as much as possible, even before I opened the doors beforehand, would have been great. Uh, I mean, we did have a grand opening and the chamber is very supportive. And um, But once you open your doors you're busy with the shop, <laughs> you're busy with the business. So if you have the opportunity before you actually open those doors and in the early days, I would say as much as you can get the word out, um, community efforts and the relationships with nonprofits and anything that you can do, anything that you can think of as marketing, I would say, get the word out and do it as soon as possible. Very good point. Rhoda, we would love for you to just take a minute for our listeners and brag about yourself and your business, uh, reflecting on your journey. What are you particularly proud of and why should someone come in and shop? I'll answer the first part. Why should someone come in and shop? Um, we have 
clothing size zero to three X, which is pretty unique for most women's clothing boutique. Um, you don't always have that range of sizes and it's hard because, you know, there's a, it's a market, there's a plus size market and there's a petite size market, but I really wanted it to be an inclusive space. So I would say if you're looking for clothing and you're looking for guidance on maybe fit or style or brands of clothing, since I am a consignment, I'm, I'm really very um, able to offer a wide array, not only just high-end designer, but some great mid-range brands. But having been a stylist for many years, I do know a lot about what's out there. And we definitely have a personalized service here. Um, and it is not just me. As I said, I have some really great part-time staffers who help out but there is that one-on-one. -on -one. We want you to look good. And I always say to women when they're looking in the mirror, you know, I, you're not smiling. You don't look happy. This is not the right piece for you. And they're sort of taken aback, but, you know, you can kind of tell if, if, if they're fiddling with it and they don't like it, then it's, you know, it's not right. And I, I try to be as honest and truthful because I want to develop the relationship. So if you want to shop at a place where you have a relationship and you can say, I'm looking for this and, you know, I will source it for you if I possibly can. Or I'll just say, here's a great website or here's a great brand that I don't carry. Um, so there is that. I think I am very proud of the fact that I'm still standing <laughs> or sitting today, but that um, I just kept going. I, I was so sort of panicked when we first shut down um, that I was very singularly focused on what to do right now with the website. And then just now I just feel like I'm very proud of the fact that I have been open to different marketing possibilities and to techniques and um, ideas. And I'm also really proud of the relationships that we built with the community. Um, we have a lot of businesses around us. I'm on rest, what's called Restaurant Row. And we've done all sorts of funky, fun, unique things with the businesses around me that are not have nothing to do with clothing. Um, so I am, I'm very proud of that. I'm just grateful also that, that, you know, I'm still here and that people like you all still want to talk to me and, um, interact and that I have, you know, can still be learning. I think too, as I said earlier, I'm a lifelong learner. So I love that I'm still learning and, um, you know, I'm certainly not in a comfortable place, which I think is probably good for me, but it's probably good for all of us to, just, you know, obviously this past year has been humbling for in many ways for all of us um, and frightening too, but it looks like we're coming out on the other side, hopefully soon. And I'm just so I'm grateful that, yeah, I'm still standing and that um, the shop is still here and that we can offer, um, you know, our unique services that um, are a nice blend of affordability, but one-on-one -on -one service and some great fun high-end things to wear as well. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on, on making it through and even just, um, and, uh, you know, it's still standing. That is, that can be a victory. Absolutely. So Rhoda, where can our listeners find you and your store, uh, online and, and in real life? Great. Good question, because I am sort of a little hidden gem. My address is 576 23rd Street South in uh, Arlington, but my entrance is on Fern Street and my parking lot, which has free parking, is on Fern Street. So I'm at the corner of Fern and 23rd, which is um, highlighted on the website. But just so you know, we're at the corner of Fern and 23rd, right in Crystal City. As I said, we're at the edge of what's called Historic Restaurant Row, which is a fun space, very close to the new Amazon headquarters and all the fun things that are happening over there with their Helix building. My website is agentsandstyle.com. 
Facebook is Agents in Style Luxury Consignment Boutique. Instagram is Shop Agents in Style. Uh, Twitter is Agents Shop. And LinkedIn is also Agents in Style. So we're out there as much as we can be. Great. And we'll have all those links on uh, on our site too when we post the episode. So thank you again, Rhoda, for being here. It was our pleasure having you and, and chatting and learning more about your your approach to marketing and your journey. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun today. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Heather and Jennifer, I appreciate those so much. And it's been fun. And I hope I see you real time sometime soon. But thank you for this opportunity. It's been a blast. Thanks, well, thank you for today's episode of The M Word. And stay tuned for, for future episodes. Thanks again. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll come back. Subscribe to The M Word wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more uncensored conversations, visit the M Word page at arlingtonstrategy.com.